I got a crystal skull. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> that's how we're getting all the ladies. I got a crystal skull. You know, I got a crystal skull at home, ladies. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm Marisa. And I'm Ariana. And we're the Chromeister Sisters. As a reminder, this podcast is rated T for Teen for strong language and mature themes. If you want a podcast that doesn't have mature language and, and themes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then head on over to Her's Very Own Podcast, Unlocked, where they talk to people about things. And stuff. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Probably. Probably. They talk to voice actors most of the time. Every yeah. once in a while, they'll talk to someone like Jared from Marketing. Or one time, <laughs> they talked to Argolfumpf. That was very special. They should, ta- they should interview me. Guys, you guys should tell them to interview me. Right. And tell them I won't cuss even once. I couldn't make that promise, so they shouldn't interview me. <laughs> also, while we're at it, hashtag Risa for Nancy. Hashtag um, Risa for Nancy. <laughs> yes. And it's great, because then, if I'm ever sick, Ariana can fill in for me. See? Because you guys can't tell us apart anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Same person. It's fine. See, only people who show up to streaming night... Or people who have access to our podcast night VODs know the difference. Mm-hmm. They, they're they the only ones who know that we're two different people. Because they can watch our faces say things at the same and, time. Yeah, and stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, maybe this is just one person just being very convoluted. Yeah, man. Yeah. Risa interviews Risa. <laughs> <laughs> so, Risa, how did you... <laughs> Well, Risa, I was having a... <laughs> and it gets, like, poorly edited at some point, and so one one line is ahead of the other. And... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can get pictures of my cat by subscribing to us on... So how can we get pictures of your cat, Risa? <laughs> like that. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. I have terrible But that's not skills. what we're talking about. So what are we talking about today, sister? <laughs> We are we are going and delving into the past of some of our favorite villains. Of yeah, all villains. Did we only do villains? Yeah, it was specifically villain backstories. Uh, Bomb uh, diddles. All right, Nic- Nicole the pickle on uh, on Twitch asked us if we had ever thought about going like basically coming up with fan fiction. On. Have we thought about coming up with fan fiction? Hold on to your hats, ladies and gems. Basically, our take on some villain backstories. Like, how villains got to where they were when they at the start of their game. Because that is a question that we ask a lot. We how do you ask that? get to this point in your life? So, obviously, spoilers abound in this episode, like every episode, but, you know... We're, we're just specifically, this is about villains, so if you're somehow trying you to not spoil yourself, no. <laughs> so, 
here are some some at least villains that we went what got them to doing what they were doing and some of them i got incredibly just incredibly like inspired i was just writing down a bunch of their names and then some of them i just got super just inspired and so i just want to start talking by talking about elliot chen <laughs> don't we you all know, the, the haunted carousel because, because Elliot Chen, when you look at it, like, on the surface of this game, it, it makes no sense what he's doing. There is no doing. reasoning given he's for just, him doing any of it. He's just making making forgeries of a carousel horse that he has stolen. There and are easier ways to make money, buddy. And then selling it while pretending that the carousel is haunted to drum up business like you do so that that's that's the crime if you guys remember correctly that's the crime so <laughs> what do we charge him with sarge <laughs> i'm I, we'll figure it out when we get there okay <laughs> his other crime is then trying to kill nancy later, that is that is which, very helpful it helps which, to categorize him i don't know which, that they really try him for murder attempted murder to be fair, unless you actually get caught by him, I don't think he actually tries to murder you all that hard. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, Bar you get... is so low. <laughs> as long as you don't go too near him. There's nothing <laughs> like... <laughs> Maintain a healthy distance and he won't murder you. If he so, murders you, it is your fault. You got too close. So I was just, I was just coming up with like, why, where did, how did he get to where he got? So, uh, I was just thinking like he has, we, we'd already come up with the idea that he's student loans. Like, right. I there's feel something. Like that's the I was only like, logical explanation. I'm like, maybe he went to art school. Like, his parents his parents didn't want him to go to art school. And they were just like, what are you going to do with art degree? What are you going to do? You're never going to make any money with an art degree. And so he was like, no, art is my passion. I, I love doing it. And then he went to art school. And then by the time he graduated art school with his art degree, he hated art now. Right? So doing art as, like, a degree, like, killed his passion for it. So then... He gets out of art school and gets a job doing something that he's like, okay, I'm actually going to get a fair amount of money doing this. Working at a fucking amusement park and designing stuff there. He That's a pretty good job for someone, right? Oh, yeah. So he's making money doing it, but he just, he hates it. And, and it just wasn't, it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't fulfilling him. But you know what was a challenge? He saw how masterfully carved those horses were, and he just started itching to make his own. Like, on his way to and from his his studio every day, he was passing by the carousel, right? And he's, like, looking at the carousel horses, and he's looking at them, and he's thinking, those are so beautiful. You know, I really liked sculpting when I was in, when I was in school. And so he was seeing them, and he goes, you know what I could do? I could try. So he tries to do his own, right? And he just loves it. It's so good. And he's actually good at it. But no one wants to buy his sculptures. Like, that's not 
worth anything. So then he's like, I wonder if I could try to make one that looks like a Kessler. (laughs) So then he makes one. He tries starting to forge Rolf Kessler fucking carousel horses. And he's like, I'm good at this. I'm good enough to like pass this off as one of his. And that is how he can make money. And it's a challenge, right? And so now he doesn't care of that, you know, he's not getting challenged at work anymore because at night he's challenging himself by doing all of this. And yes, his day job, he's starting to get very behind because he's not sleeping at night. So he's sleeping in his studio during the day. So now he's getting a little stressed out and he is might be losing his job. And now he's having Paula's like threatening to like, Oh, you might lose your job. Oh, you might dock your pay. You know, anything like that. And it's like, now it's becoming stressful. And so now we have to try and sell these things. And how do we do it? How do we, like, sell something that obviously still exists? Well, now I have to steal a carousel horse. (sighs) Crime was just a stepping stone towards his passion. It was. And I think, you know, I, I actually, I feel like, I feel a lot more for him now. <laughs> he was just trying to find his passion in art again. Yeah. Um, and I think he did. It took him to some extreme places, but, you know. It was just, uh, you know. And it was giving him the thrill, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and really, really, Nancy was just like, who was he? Who was he really hurting here? Yeah. Nobody until Nancy got involved. Exactly. Just probably rich assholes who were willing exactly. to buy a stolen horse anyway. Thank you. They were willing to buy something stolen, so they're assholes. He was really kind of like, I don't know. Almost, almost I, I, I don't want to say Robin Hooding it, but I mean. Yeah, exactly. He was just people, rich assholes. That's yeah. who he was ripping off. And honestly, they deserve it. So really, Nancy just should have walked away. She should have walked away. She just should have walked away. In the words of May Perry, you couldn't have walked. <laughs> couldn't just left this alone, could you? Or whatever. <laughs> whatever the fuck she says. May per- Paris Perry. May Paris Perry. <laughs> yeah. So that was my, that's my Elliot. That's my Elliot. I like you know? it. Ultimate Good. challenge was really forgery. <laughs> crime was all he needed to re-engage yeah crime was all he needed to reignite his passion is there anyone you want to talk about <laughs> all right uh well uh renee amand yeah yeah, I'm like, yeah that's, that's how you that say sounds it. like the french way to pronounce that uh, yeah. <laughs> okay so she Spent much of her youth in New Orleans, learning about the strange, magical, paranormal places and things known throughout the human world, like you do. Like you do. You know, she, she, she loved those stories, the El Dorado, Fountain of Youth, Holy Grail, all that stuff. She was, she was fascinated by it. And she, from a very young age, just always wanted to be someone who found one of those things. She wants, she wanted to be connected to something bigger. And um, that is what led her to meet Bruno Bolet. Um, she was in a back ma- 
a back alley magic shop when she was younger. And um, she was asking about powerful items when a slightly older man, because he, he was a little older than her, uh, <laughs> uh, asked if she'd ever heard of the mystical crystal skulls. And so he told her all about them. And uh, she was she was just so sad that she could never see one in person. He was like, guess what I've got? So he I've got a hot tub. <laughs> I got a hot tub. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> At any rate. <laughs> Oof. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> but no. So so Renee wanted to be near near the crystal skull by any means necessary. She knew that he kept it in a, a safe in his office for a long time, and so she was like, you know what? If I can just be near it, and she she just could feel it near her. So she was like, oh, you know what, Bruno, you need. A housekeeper. And so that's how she got the job and worked for him for many, many years before he was starting to talk about, you know, looking into its authenticity and stuff like that. And she was like, she could see it slipping away. Something about it. She just, she just felt like he was, he was going to die soon and leave it to somebody or something was going to happen. And so she just had to step in and save the love of her life. The crystal skull. Yeah. Yeah. As you do. As you do. And as she was standing over a teenager laughing maniacally in the rain, she was like, yes, this is what my life has been building to. Yeah. Yeah. And then she locked her up and went and tried to escape. Yeah. I don't know what she was going to do after that. I don't know. She was going to go live happily with the skull. She didn't want to sell it or anything. She wanted to use the skull for its power. Yeah, but what? where was she going to go? And that's the thing. I feel like she was just going to go live in the mountains or, or something like that. She was just going to go have a, 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 a home in a swamp and just be the witch lady. Like, I honestly think she was never going to do anything to anybody ever again. Yeah, so Nancy, you should have just died. <laughs> just, God. Just let her get away with it. Come on. It wasn't Renee's fault. The skull drove her insane. Obviously. Yes. So yeah. that's, that's how she came to uh, be where she is when we meet her. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> now, I'm also going to talk about Helena Berg. <laughs> who I, I've talked about I'm very excited about Elliot and Helena. Yeah. because I, I like went way in. <laughs> because they just like, those two specifically have like nothing on them, like, in canon. It's like, Helena's like, yeah, I, I covered a criminal, so I just decided I'd become a criminal. <laughs> That's just, that is her entire reasoning. That is the entire reasoning behind Helena being, mm-hmm. just being El Dottore. Sorry, Il Dottore. I just went a little, went, went almost Spanish there, I apologize. Can't help it. I speak Spanish, not Italian. <laughs> but I'm just okay. So she's following the Macchiano trial. It's Macchiano, right? I think so. 
Uh, whatever. I'm just going to keep saying it. And if I'm wrong, then everyone's going to be like, oh, that's not the name. I don't care. That's that's his name right now. Uh, she's <laughs> following the Macchiato trial. Uh, she's getting a lot of good feedback from work. She's being told, like, wow, you have a natural talent for covering crime. You've got just a great eye for details. You're just picking it all up really quickly. Right? So she's getting all of this, like, good feedback about it and, like, positive reinforcement already about about crime, you know, she's writing all of these articles about it, and she's just getting like, oh, wow, this is great, this is really engaging, we're just gonna, we're gonna put more of this in, we want you covering more of it, cover it tomorrow, you know? So she's going to it every single day, because she's getting all of this good feedback from and positive reinforcement at work about it. So now, she's not becoming just fascinated with the trial, she's starting to become fascinated with the crime ring as well. You know? How Macchiano just did it all. How he commanded his players, how he did it all without a trace, and notably, his downfall, right? So what did he do wrong? How did he get caught? And now she's watching it unfold, and she goes, well, that's stupid. If it had been me, I wouldn't have... And then she stops herself. And she goes, well, if it had been me, how would I have done it? And just right there at that moment, as she's watching it all happen in court... As she's supposed to be covering this in court, she has that moment of, well, if it had been me, I would have, wait, what would I have done? And without writing any of it down, she just starts formulating how she would have done it, how she never would have gotten caught, and she just starts doing it. And so now she starts making a list in her brain as well of all of the people, all of the contacts that Macchiano had. That didn't ever get actually caught. Which, in my opinion, that was the dumbest mistake she made. Because <laughs> all these people who are still out there who are, like, in the police, like, system as right? being, like... Like, they were associated with him, but they were just never able to actually catch them. Like, Enrico and stuff. It's like... Well, but she did it in a smart way because, yeah, they were connected to him, but, like... There was never she, any proof. Uh, there was never any proof, and she had no connection to him. So just by virtue yeah. of, of having a tangential, con- I don't know. I feel like I feel yeah. like it was pretty smart. Yeah. So she does all of this, and she starts thinking. She just starts using it at first as her, just you know, as just in her brain of all of these, you know, as a mental exercise on how she would do it, and then she just begins to ask herself a very simple question. Well, why not? I feel like your version of Helena is a little close to me. Um, <laughs> I I like my version of Helena a lot better. Well, it, I, to be fair, towards the end of the game, this is kind of like what you're getting, mm-hmm. but it, none of it's actually in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, the idea that she could move there to be able to like move to the city she loves that she's never been able to move to. You know, to be able to do all of this, it's just, you know, how would she do it? And just, well, why not? Yeah. I feel like I just took like one bad day away from that. It's just like, yeah, nah, I'll go for it now. (laughs) It's just, it just took, it just took one, one uh, of her just trying to get a hold of contacting one person, one contact. And then responding for it to all get going. <laughs> so her just contacting Enrico Tazza. And then him getting back to her. And that's it. 
Bam. Because Enrico will talk to anybody. It's true. I mean. Especially if you pretend to have any authority over him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's it. I I dig it. I can dig it. I, I honestly. It's better. It's better than what they actually gave us. Which is literally nothing. <laughs> your your explanations are very much just that people are trying to follow their passion. <laughs> they're, they're finding it's themselves, true. and they happen to find themselves to be criminal. Let's come up with Andy Jason, then. Because <laughs> I need to figure out what happened with Andy Jason and how he got to where he, he got. His mother... So, he has mother issues, okay? He has mother issues? He has okay. very clear mommy issues, okay? Get a strong Norman Bates vibe from him. Okay, okay. So he's got he's got mother issues. Okay. So his mom was a whale trainer? I don't know. I don't know where he gets his whale training from. Where how does he oh know how to train God. whales? He fed his mother to to sharks. His mom worked at SeaWorld. He grew up at SeaWorld and watching them train the whales. Yeah. 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 And from that day, that day on, watching them, watching them train the whales, he got ideas. Yeah. He's like, well, what else can you train whales to do? Yeah, yeah. And his mom was like, shut up and do your homework. He was like. He could, he could never get his mother's approval. It was always, no. you know. And then she got killed by PETA. Yes. Okay. Now we're now we're cooking with fire. Now we're cooking with fire. Yeah. So she worked at SeaWorld and then she got killed by PETA. <laughs> and Andy just was like, well now I can never get her approval on anything. And so he kept, you know, ratcheting up his his ideas to be bigger and bigger until he finally he went, I'm going to train whales to steal shit. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's obviously that's, what happened. I mean, happened. that's why the huge fucking ship for such a small operation. Like, yeah. they have one whale. It's not even like they've got, like, a bunch of whales that they're training. It's one whale. He's just like, I, I gotta show Mama. I gotta show her. she gotta be proud of me. Yeah. Exactly. That And that's how it happened. That's how it happened, guys. <laughs> I had to think of that. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how Andy Jason got to where he got. Definitely. Yeah. Uh Emily Griffin from Ghost Dogs of Moon Lake, who's apparently supposed to be in her thirties, oh. according early thirties or late twenties, I can't remember. <laughs> that's so upsetting. Because they definitely did not model her to look like that she looks like she's in her her to look like she was in her late 40s early 50s yeah definitely so she's a lot younger than we thought she's had a rough life here's my okay i feel like mentally she's she's a bridge troll (laughs) she just loves gold my idea (laughs) My my idea is, like, she came from, like, a really poor family, and mm-hmm. she grew up, 
like listening to like her dad tell her stories about like Mickey Malone mm-hmm. and about the area and about all of that. And one day she and like her brothers were out and they were like, you know, out after dark. They weren't supposed to be out and they were, you know, combing the lake like they weren't supposed to. And they found some, some of the stuff on the bottom of the lake that's proof mm-hmm. together, you know? And like, then her brothers mysteriously vanish. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe they drowned. Maybe that's like, like, that time she killed them maybe she did maybe it was like they all were like yes and now we can now she did start there she did start murder she did start at murder then they were all like oh my gosh we can find this we can find this gold and and then we can all we can all get out of this thing and and emily was like we can all get out we can all find the gold they were like yeah we can all find the gold and all of us can get out and she's like Hmm. And then she just kills him. She just kills her brother. She just she's like, no, I'm not sharing this gold. You guys don't need this. I'll take it and I'll get out of this family. Maybe it's an abusive family. Yeah. Man, it was a terrible family. And she's just trying to get out. <gasps> she's Jeez. just trying to get the gold to get out of her awful, terrible, abusive family. And Nancy just won't let her have this gold. <laughs> 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 she actually named all all the dogs after her brothers. She had four brothers. It's true. She did. Yeah. And three of them had already died. The fourth one was terrible and abusive. Yeah. And that's why she killed him. That's it. Yeah. The other three died in car accident, a drinking and driving accident where the fourth brother was the driver. Oh man, and that ties into the whole uh moonshine prohibition. Thing. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And she blamed him <laughs> because he was drinking. <laughs> Meanwhile, their father blames it on the rock and roll music. <laughs> <laughs> and so they outlawed dancing for a while. It was so crazy. <laughs> And that city was Beaumont. <laughs> do you have Do you have any others that you want to talk about? Because that's that's no, Emily Griffin. That's my favorite now. <laughs> Came up with an origin story that it's tied into Footloose. The origin. So basically, she was what's her name from Footloose? No. I don't think What's-Her-Name from Footloose drowned her brother for gold. Not the brother that died in the car crash, but another brother. Yes. <laughs> she didn't drown him for gold. That's not how Footloose goes. You don't know that. I they do know that. I have that seen. Because he's a piece of shit. I have seen Footloose and that's not how it goes. They didn't care about that one dying. <laughs> They just cared about the one that died in the drunk driving accident for some <laughs> fucking reason. <laughs> okay. So that was um Tune back in for up. our Footloose podcast next week. <laughs> that was our uh 
coming up with villain backstories, which was just Risa apparently trying to make all of the villains secretly um, bored. Uh, trying to reconnect with their passions. Right. Or something. So if Risa ever commits a crime, we'll know. <laughs> She's just trying to reconnect with her passion. It's the it's only fine. way she knows how. It's fine. So uh, if you guys have some villain origin stories you would like to share with us, you can tell us on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, or our fancy website, Crowmeister Sisters got... CrowmeisterSisters.KnifeFightClub.com You can also find us on iTunes, Google Podcast, and Spotify. And there you can leave us reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Twitch to get access to our cute little wine glass emote. And if you would like to be able to tell who is talking in the podcast... <laughs> You can support us on Patreon so we can afford to get transcripts for our podcast episodes. Yeah. So you can finally tell the difference between Risa and Ariana. <laughs> Unless you're going to do something, stop bitching about it. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing what we can. We can't help it. We're sisters. Our faces <laughs> are shaped the same way. Our voices come out similarly. <laughs> I'm not going to put on a funny accent the entire episode. Just change the pitch of one of our voices. Like, just like... No. <laughs> so you can support us on patreon.com slash Sisters. I am having a You're terrible having a time, time right saying our own name. So, as a reminder, I'm Risa. <laughs> I'm Ariana. And we're the Krollmeister Sisters. And we're asking you guys to stay sleuthy. Stay <laughs> sleuthy.